Welcome to the Originals Podcast, a place where we can have conversations relevant to the young adults community. Well, hello and welcome to the Originals Podcast. We're so excited to have you with us today. Now, we have a pretty incredible guest with us today. We have Matt Thorpe with us. Say hello, Matt. G'day. Now, you're going to love this conversation because we are going and we are going to go into the deep stuff. Today, we're talking around finance and in the world. Now, Matt, what do you do? I'm a mortgage broker. You're a mortgage so I broker. So help people get homes, investment properties, yeah. bit of commercial, that awesome. type of thing. So as we know, as young adults, this is a big topic. Yes. We, we are stepping into that time financially yeah. where we're all looking at, okay, next step, we may be renting, we may be living at mum and dad's place, wherever we are. And the dream, especially here in Australia, that home, yeah. that first home, yeah. it's a big thing for us. It's very daunting and exciting. That's right. And there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. So today on the podcast, we just want to break down all the myths. We want to just talk honest. We're going to give you some practical tips. We're just going to have a conversation sure. around this and it's going to be real fun. But as always, we're going to do a bit of small talk. So okay, our first small talk for today. Now, Dana, who normally records with us, Dana's not here today. So it's just me, Caleb, but... She normally runs the small talk. Right, okay. And the, her idea around the small talk is, is that everybody should enjoy small talk because it's something that we all have to do, right? Okay. So our question today is, if all the restrictions on ta- travel opened around the world, wherever, and you had unlimited budget, where would you go? What would you do? What all would right. you do, Matt? The key here was unlimited budget. <laughs> all right? Virgin Galactic. Oh, now all you're right. talking. Honestly... To spend True. some time in space, a bit of anti-gravity. <laughs> Forget about going to Paris and uh, yes. places like that. Anyone can go there. Wow. But, of course, you're talking unlimited budget. I think, what, 250K? Wow. Don't know if that's wise. I think that's amazing. But if unlimited budget was part of it, that's what I'd do. That is a great thought. I have not thought of that. Are they still going? That's probably. Well, I don't think they've done it yet. Yeah, okay. I think there's still people are lining up, paying deposits. Totally. But haven't actually... So you could pay the deposit, get your foot in the door. Last I read, if I recall rightly, I think 2021 is the first scheduled (laughs) let's go into space briefly. So it's perfect. I mean, I don't know how long they go for, a couple of hours or something, but just the experience. Get out. That I don't know. I reckon that'd be cool. I like that. I like that. Well, if me, if I was going to go anywhere, I've I think now with the family, I and like you said, unlimited budget is the key there. I would, I think for me, I would love to fly to the Maldives or something like that. Yeah, beautiful. And a big catamaran, big boat, my own chef, my own driver, everything like that. Okay. You know, someone a local there who can hook up my fishing rods, wax my surfboards. Look at you thinking of your family. Here I was just doing a solo (laughs) trip to the space. No, well, I don't know if I am thinking about it because there's a lot of good waves in the Maldives. (laughs) That's true. Go surfing, but they cook for us. We'd have to clean. No internet. No nice. phones, yeah. no TV. We just travel all around the Maldives, surf, fish, eat. That's I think that would be yeah. a big one. It's not a cheap trip. So no, <laughs> we're saying was going out in space. Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's awesome. So we want to hear from you, um, Originals community. Let's hear if you if you could go anywhere with any budget, where would you go? Here are our OG recommendations for this week. What's something that you can recommend to a young adult in our community? It can be anything. Uh, okay. One thing, I think our culture is such a busy culture. Mm. We've just got things constantly totally. bombarding us. Yeah. And I found that from when I was younger, the chance and the opportunity to read is just a lot less. Totally. So what I You're do right. 
I subscribe to the audio books. Yeah. And I'm just constantly got another book after the other. Yeah, nice. And I tell you, there's been great material. Some of it's better than others. Okay. I'm doing a George Mueller book at the moment. Okay. Which is interesting. The yep. autobiography type thing. It's 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 his own writings from his um. Awesome. Diary, yeah, but I mean other books that I've done, like there's one on Steve McQueen. It's fantastic, oh, wow. really interesting stuff. And so I try and vary it, so I'm not just in one yeah. particular stream. Yeah. Um, there's novels, there's biographies, there's self help, there's finance ones. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I love that. So I highly recommend if you're busy and you're constantly doing mm. things mm. to sometimes listen to material just to educate yourself is great. Awesome. Um, now, which which one do you use? Audible. You do use Audible. Yes. Yeah, Audible yeah. is great. Yeah. There's a lot of different kinds of ones out there and that kind of thing. I think the yeah. best thing about it, yeah, subscription-based is that there's always something coming. Correct. There's always something there that you listen to. And you know what? I do think the best thing about that is the genres. Correct. Because usually you buy a book or something in a genre that you know. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a subscription, it's yeah. like go for it, whatever yeah. you want. I love that. That's yeah. great. Um, OG recommendation from me. Um, I've been finding, um, and I, <laughs> I said this last time, one of the biggest things that it's helped me, and we're talking about finance, I've got to say has been shopping at Audi. Okay. <laughs> now, good shopping at different. Audi, good, different. That's right. I was always against Audi. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't like the waste. Everything came in big packets. I, we've got a small family. We'd use a part of it and then we'd be throwing out half of it. And my brother-in-law works for Audi. He, you know, loves it, that kind of thing. And they've been trying to get us on it for a long time. And I've, I've always been, my wife's been like, let's give it a try. And I've always, no, they don't have the brands I like. They don't have all the stuff I like. Well, when we moved to our home we live in now, there's a shopping center close to it, which has eight coals and an Audi together. Sure. Which is perfect because we thought, okay, we can write a list, which we do every time. My wife's very organized. We'd go into our food shop. So we could go through Audi and get all the things that we can get from Audi yeah. and then go to Coles and get all the things we can't get from Audi. Yeah. And I would say that we have probably saved at least $100 a shop. That's all right. Which is That's pretty huge. awesome. So we found that financially. And you shop every week? Yeah, we or shop every, every week. Every day. Hundred bucks a day. Oh, imagine no, that's that. good though. Every week, yes, that's right. Which was good. Which was quite big. Um, and we saw, yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. And they've changed the way they're doing things. It's not just all massive packets of yeah. stuff now. So yeah. that's worked out well. But I would recommend that for young adult. If you haven't tried Audi, give it a try. Save yeah. you some money. It's awesome. Sounds good. Alrighty, let's get into today's topic. We're just going to talk about everything around what you do, Matt. We want to sure. hear some of your experience, some of your wisdom. Um, so let's get into it. So first of all, give us a brief of you know who you are, how you came to be a mortgage broker. All right. Well, uh, I'm in my mid-40s now, so uh, <laughs> I don't mind saying so. You said it, yeah. Middle age. <laughs> and uh, so when I finished school, I didn't go straight to uni. Okay. I wanted to get out and work. And yeah. of course, it was probably a bit easier back then. Um, the demand and expectation on uni is much higher now. But basically, I had about 12 jobs in 10 years. Wow. And wow. it just I just never found that thing I liked okay. and loved, um, including I did youth work yep. um, and uh, sold vacuum cleaners. <laughs> yeah, really? honestly, I did the lot. Wow. Uh, okay. Rainbow, the great machine. Rainbow. But um, anyhow, Sponsored I, I even did Bible college for a while. Yeah, awesome. Um, I'm basically a Bible college dropout. I only did one <laughs> of the two years. And so, you know, I did lots of different things. And um, 
when I commenced this, it was actually because I knew someone in the industry okay. that looked at me, knew that I wasn't particularly happy with what I was doing at the time and mm. said, actually, Matt, I think you could do this. Okay. It was literally as simple as that. I kind of went along to a few of his interviews and how he did his job and mm. I sat down for a little while. Now, at this point, I'd literally only just been married um, about a year. Okay. And my wife had just finished a post-grad um, degree in teaching. Okay. So she started teaching awesome. and I just gave up what I was doing yep. and went boots in and uh, commission only. There was no base. It was wow. just a case of let's make this work. So it was the right timing to take a risk. And, uh, and now that's going on, what, 17 years or something now. Wow. And, uh, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Um, working with people, helping mm. people. Mm. Um, it's, it's kind of suits me and my personality. So after, mm. you know, 10 years of chopping and changing, it was nice to find something I actually enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, and feel like I can contribute in some way. I find so what you've you just said then as well, that you went and did youth work. Yep. Did some Bible college, all those things, which are really around looking after people and yeah. helping people, almost quite pastoral. Yeah. And when we think of about a mortgage broker, we probably don't usually associate mortgage brokers with that kind of personality. But sure. when you break it down like that, it's true. It's people, isn't it? It is. You're just connecting with people. You're trying to help them step into their dream. It is. And get them to that, which yeah. is awesome. I've never heard that perspective before because I've gotten there and my next thought I wanted to go in there is those misconceptions about what a mortgage broker does because – a lot of us really don't know. I asked someone yesterday, what would you ask a mortgage broker? And they said, what's a mortgage broker? <laughs> they yeah, had no sure. idea. Sure. And they had, they'd thought uh, whatever that came up in their mind. What are some misconceptions you hear about what a mortgage broker does? Um, I think some of the major misconceptions are that we're out to just find the best lender that gives us the most commission. Yeah. That's probably the first big one. Yeah. It's, it's actually not true. The reality is most lenders pay about the same. Yeah, really? So honestly, if I choose lender A or lender B, it makes no difference really, the mm. earning. So it's a case of my intent is to try and do my best to facilitate what suits the client. Totally. Um, to help them achieve what they need to do. The, yeah. other, um, the other thing I find is that people think that using a mortgage broker is going to cost more because you're adding an extra That's right. intermediary. You know, you're adding Not an extra hand, yeah. hand in the process. Yeah. That's also, I think, a big myth because except for probably a couple of the majors who would love to see us brokers disappear, okay. except for some of the majors yeah. who've got a big branch network, okay. the reality is a lot of the second-tier lenders, the smaller lenders, they can't afford to have the huge branch network That's and it's right. actually cheaper to actually wow. engage mortgage brokers. Okay. Quite often times because they don't have the overheads of branches, they don't mm. have overheads of paying wages Personnel. to staff that, you know. The reality is if I don't get a loan settled... I don't get paid a cent. And there's plenty of times yeah. you chat to clients and you realise it's not the right time. Yeah. Whereas a branch would be paying staff. So honestly, it's actually cheaper for most lenders to engage mortgage brokers, which is okay. why we often can sometimes negotiate and get a slightly better rate depending on the circumstances. Mm. I, I say that as a very generalised comment, <laughs> yep, okay? Yep. Um, there's a lot behind yes, for that. Sure. But yeah, that's probably two big wow. misconceptions about what we do which is and, so and true how it works. I think about... Usually, especially for young adults, what we see, what we get ideas from things, unless you know someone personally, yeah. I think about the movie The Big Short, you know, yeah, yeah. and you see the mortgage brokers and lenders yeah. in that movie who are just all about just getting that tick, that sign, right. and they're getting their money, and it's probably putting a very negative, yeah, you know, view about it. that's sort of the other than you, I don't know anyone else who is in that sure. world, you know, so that's very true because I probably did have that without even thinking about that. 
it's it's funny, you know, because unfortunately, bad news travels faster. Mm. Okay, and there is, I think, like any industry, mm. bad eggs. Yeah, and so unfortunately, there can be certain perceptions that come out of real circumstances yeah. where you know I've got lenders that are the lenders of last resort that will pay more. Okay. But I only use them if they are the last resort, yeah. whereas some might push that barrow potentially. Yeah. But honestly, that's most brokers I know have pretty much the same intent. What's okay. the best thing? What's it's the best thing for the client? Um, something I specifically do with every client, whether they're a seasoned investor or had homes before or a first home buyer, mm. is asking or just framing it, who cares what the lender lets you have? Let's care about what you let you have. Love that. And so you're actually working backwards in relation to, well, let's have a look at your circumstances. Forget mm. about saying to me, you know, what will they give us? Mm. Well, what will you give you? Awesome. Okay? Yeah, and it's kind of changed the framework. So that's where it comes down to genuinely assisting the client in doing yeah. what they need to do without creating unnecessary hardship as well. That's awesome. I love that. So we did a poll yesterday on yeah. our Instagram page. Yep. And up in there we had some questions come through from young adults. And one of the main ones that came through, and everybody listening to this is going to love this, is the question was, can I still have Avo on toast? <laughs> Which really is a, it's funny from that interview that happened a little while yeah. back. Can I still have Avo on toast? Can you still have a lifestyle? Can you still, as a young adult who doesn't have the pressures of the world on their shoulders, they want to be hanging out with their friends, that kind of thing, is it possible? All right. That's, it's, that's a hard one to answer. <laughs> I, I, I should ask also, is that at a cafe or at home? Are you, yeah, yeah, you know, right. I don't know. There's a big difference there. I would say most of them would say cafe, cafe. which All is right. inflated exponentially. <laughs> you know, this is a relative question. Mm. Relative to someone's provisions, what For their sure. financial position is, and yeah. also uh, relative to their goals. Yeah. What's their ambition? What are they actually wanting to do? Yeah. I think that second part is something a lot just don't know yet. Mm, totally. And I think if they have the opportunity to go, okay, well, what's the opportunities? But setting some goals will then determine what the importance of certain things are. Mm. And I always say to anyone, let's not just try and achieve something at all cost. Totally. It needs to be something where you can still have a life. Yeah. I value relationship. Mm. And if it means having that weekly visit with friends at the cafe – is important for your soul. That's right. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay. And so I think it's it's relative to the individual. So okay. it's a difficult one to answer. Totally. Um, I'm not a big avo on toast fan. Okay. I prefer the bacon eggs well, with yeah, a side okay. of um, mushrooms. Now you're talking. But um, but I you love know, that. please yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, does that make sense? That's I hope right. that helps. Yeah. Um, which I think that comes into that. Um, you know, you're talking about goals and things like you've got to be inspired and be passionate and there's certain things that are pipe dreams that are down sure. the line and there's certain things and seasons that you know you're in sure. which you've got to be deliberate intentional about. That's right. I think sometimes as young adults though, they want things now. Yeah. Our culture is all about that quick reward. That's right. What can I do that can get me this now in this moment? So a lot of the young adults want to own a home get yeah. their first home and be in yeah. the market and renovate and all these things they want to do, mm. but they want it now. Correct. That's right. <laughs> Without knowing or having any idea of how to get there. That's right. So they hear things in the in the news. They look at, you know, ideas and stories and they yeah. think, well, you know, I'm never going to be able to get there. And yeah. they hear these people saying, well, you can't eat it, have a toast and you can't have a lifestyle. So there's a mixture there. There's a bit of a conflict where yeah. almost – the young adults are turning off their mind saying they'll never get into the market. Yeah. 
which isn't the case. And you've probably seen a lot of young adults being able to step into their first Correct. homes now and Correct. you've been able to help them. Yeah. I think sometimes we just have to be informed of just the journey of how to get there. Yeah. That it's not just something that you're going to walk into and it's going to be there ready for you when you decide it's your time to go in. Yeah. It's a it's a journey. It's like you said, Correct. it's a goal down the line that Correct. you need to be intentional about. So you can still have lifestyle. That's right. <laughs> but get there. Yeah. So what are some myths that you've you've seen? you know, or you've heard about young adults getting into the market? Probably one of the biggest frustrations and things I've heard people say is I have to get a credit card. I have to get something to get a credit rating. It's baloney. Yeah, come okay? on. Great. You literally, because I'm, I'm probably, um, having done this for 17 years, I've seen how dangerous consumer debt can be. Yeah. To the point where I do not have a credit card for business or personal. Wow. I figured if I can't afford it, I don't need it yet. Yeah. Love that, Matt. If you've got to pay it off, why don't you just savor it first? That's right. If you need emergency money, have an emergency pool. Mm. You know, I just find the whole culture of credit cards an awful culture. Great. Now, there is exceptions to the rule. There's people that control it well. They might use it for rewards, but they are a very small percent. That's so right. I prefer to be on the pendulum that swings the other end and say, That's just avoid right. them where possible. Yeah. Now, you will have lenders, you'll have people saying, oh, you've got to get a credit rating. You've got to get a credit score. Mm. Now, I've literally just done a loan and it got approved about a week ago for wow. a 19-year-old girl. Wow. She'd saved. She got a 20%. It's only an entry-level property. Yeah. Um, she had a little bit of hope from, help from parents. They gave us a little bit of money to get to the 20%. Great. But it's an entry-level property. She's never had a single facility in her life. Her f- credit file was active probably only by having a contract for her phone. Wow. She's never had a loan in her life and it got approved. Wow. Now, the credit score will not have been huge. Mm. It would have been a middle-of-the-road credit score. Okay. But that still gets you a loan. If the rest of the data is strong, if you've got good savings history, if you're showing patterns of consistency, if you're showing the right data, an average credit score, which is indicative of someone with no credit, is okay. Wow. All right? Now, admittedly, I had an okay credit score recently because I'd done very little activity for myself for over five years. So Mm. what happens is there's no inquiries. But recently the credit reporting system changed and it actually brings up history of your facilities. My credit score literally jumped by about 200 points when they changed the credit reporting. I went from 700-something. It's now over 1,000. Wow. And I find it rather humorous because at the end of the day, your credit score is like an I love credit score, okay? (laughs) And honestly, trying to just aim for a higher score for the sake of it when you can still get it without having... To do really anything. Yeah, you don't want a bad score. You don't want to not pay your phone bill and have it coming up as a default, okay? Yes, yes. You've got to look after your commitments. But Mm. just getting a credit card to try and get a better score is is just not necessary in my opinion. Yeah. If you come to a broker or you go to the bank and you've got good savings history, Mm. um, you can still get finance. So that's probably a big myth. The amount of times I come across it, it's unbelievable. And then these same kids... I say kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> these same You're kids. You're speaking from your right, perspective. From, from a middle-aged guy's perspective. <laughs> so these kids actually find that then they've got this little card that's gone out of control. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, my recommendation is save mm. for emergencies and that type of thing. I love that. I think that's wisdom in that because there's a certain level of maturity that you get with life experience. Correct. And I find that a lot of young adults, we can find the confidence can come easy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that people can be overconfident 
And yep. so they see an idea of they read a book, they hear a podcast, yeah. they hear from someone in a party and they talk about something that they do and yep. they think, great, I can do that. Yeah. You know, and someone who maybe gets amazing points or can really manage credit cards really well, it's great financially, and someone jumps in and tries to do the same thing yeah. and finds themselves two, three years down the track yes. with debt they feel like they do not have any idea Correct. to get out of. Yeah. And so I think maturity, like you're saying, and having wisdom in our decision-making as young adults is paramount. Mm. And at the start, at least, trying to be deliberate with not having, like you said, the goal of having a good credit rating, but just trying to have healthy finances yes. and have good systems or good ways of living yeah. in our life that, first of all, aren't going to put you in a place where you're going to be drowning. You know, yeah, yeah. because like you said, if you don't know how to manage your credit card and you get a credit card with a limit that you cannot live and look after that yeah. and you push that, well, suddenly you've found yourself in a place, you know, yeah. that you don't want to be in, yeah. you know. So if you don't even open that door sometimes, Correct. I would say from my perspective and whatever I've had to deal with in my own life yep. is as soon as you open the door, sometimes That's the door's right. open and it's harder to close. Correct. You know what I mean? So sometimes maybe... What we've got to try and do is just have a bit more wisdom. That's right. <laughs> I and, love that. And, and if I was to summarise, if you have to have a credit card, yeah, the limits should not be greater than what you can pay off next month. Awesome. Love that. So if 500 bucks is all you've got. Great point. 500 bucks is the limit. Awesome. Love that. Otherwise, it's too high. Otherwise, it's too high. Yeah. And you're just losing your money. Yeah, correct. Awesome. That's a great thought. I think uh, as a community, we want to try and be practical. And in this podcast today, we saw some practical moments. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear a bit more of your journey and what that looks sure. like, you know, and I think this is a pretty standard kind of question that you'd hear all, right. all around, okay? But Matt, you've got a family, you have a certain level in business, you've done certain things, yep. you're at a place now and you've made decisions, you got to where you are today. But if you could retrospectively go back in time, yeah, talk to that 18, mid-20s Matt with hair, because <laughs> if you don't know Matt's ball, <laughs> but actually in COVID you had pretty good little bit of hair there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like have. I said, I was looking like George Costanza. <laughs> yes. But uh, that's a great Seinfeld reference, by it the way. Is, yes, um, so, look, talking and looking back now, retrospectively, you've gained a lot of life wisdom. You've made decisions, good or bad, whatever that's got you to the point now. I want to hear what would what would you tell yourself if you could talk to yourself? What would be some steps? some tools that you would go, hey, Matt, try and do this. All right. Well, the now, first Now, remember, thing, this is your perspective. Okay? Yeah, yeah, so we'll, sure. We'll put it down. This is Matt's perspective, what he would do for himself. You can take it a little Sure. Well, the first thing would have been I, I would have started shaving earlier. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I did the modern version of a comb over for a while, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> to hide the ball And it's, it's cheaper than hairdressers. Um, but uh, but anyhow, it. that's my first thought Okay, there. yeah, that's a good one. But the other is, you know, I've often looked back and gone, I could have done something earlier. Mm. whether that be investing or getting into property. Mm. Even in one of my many 10 jobs, there was pockets in there. I had the income where I thought if I knew what I knew now, I could have actually done something, Jumped in. but I just didn't know. Okay. And so I encourage young people to spend time educating themselves. Uh, you know, chat to people, chat to, you know, sometimes it can be the parents or – but honestly it's, it's hard sometimes because their experience is relative to themselves. To themselves so chatting right. someone in the industry mm. um, that can just give you a, a, a quick tip, you know, actually you only need to be at this level mm. and you could consider it. Or yeah. you only need to get to this place and then it's a possibility. And all of a sudden the eyes get opened yeah. and you go, oh, well, I could probably work at that. 
Yeah. Now I'm, you know, until I met that guy through church that said, hey, Matt, I think you'd be good at this. Yeah. Apart from the fact that I had my own home loan by this stage, okay. my first place, yeah. um, which we scraped into, um, apart from that experience, which was all very green, I had <laughs> not a clue. Wow. Not a clue. And I think back and go, man, I wish I'd just found out this a bit more. If mm. I just chatted to that guy mm. five years earlier yeah. just to find out a bit more, I probably would have started my own financial journey earlier um, because it was all about knowledge. I don't think I'm I'm having a go at anyone if they've not done it yet, if they just don't know yet. That's right. Does that make sense? That's right. And I, that was my position. Yeah. If I could have just gone and said, Matt, come on, just have a look at this. Mm. My eyes would have been open and I might have taken a different trajectory in relation to my finances. Okay. Yeah, well, I think um, in my case, but in a lot of young adults pe- and people I talk to in our community, is that you're right that – having no knowledge and no idea about it, yeah. usually what you do is you put it into the unattainable. Correct. You put it in the place Correct. where I, I, it's something I've got to be in a certain place to get to and it's not now. Yeah. And like you said, we have no idea or no Correct. knowledge around those things. So we just think it's past us. It's not gonna, yeah. We're not going to get to that point. Yeah. Which I think in a lot of cases other than finance as well, we have those same Correct. situations where – if we just had a bit of knowledge about it, yeah, maybe we would actually be in that position a lot earlier than we thought yeah. we would. Yeah, I love that thought that, um, you know, we can box ourselves into where we're at in the season we're in, yeah, the time we're in, and sometimes it's with wisdom or trying to be safe. Then sometimes it's too safe, yeah. where sometimes the time. And I've heard this before, and you can let me know if this is right or not. But they say there's no better time when people talk about sometimes in going housing and that kind of thing sure. is that you look retrospectively and they think, oh, no, I'll wait till this moment happens in the market and this thing Correct. happens. Correct. But then down the track something else happens Correct. and the market grows and this happens and you look back and go, oh, well, I should have bought in that time, I should have stepped in in that time, which with wisdom, I know yeah. that. Yeah. But maybe as a community you're talking today, we know that, hey, why not just – there's no harm in looking into something now. Yeah. And like you said, have a talk with a mortgage broker or a financial planner or someone that maybe, or even someone you know if you're a part of a church or a community that has, you know, a few years ahead of you. Yeah. And go and take them out to coffee. Yes. And ask them a few questions about what worked for them. Yeah. I think we sometimes just hide behind either either insecurities or whatever, but knowledge is power, I think, in this situation. Correct. I love that thought. That's great. Yeah. So... A couple of simple – What is there any like simple steps, things that you probably – you said knowledge, that kind of thing. Would you say as a young person at that's, that stage, if you had bought a home earlier or if you had stepped in, would have that been beneficial to you? Because Absolutely. It would? Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Because I hear, you know, um, we want to look after, you know, ourselves and make right decisions, which yes. I know financially there's – there's a two sides of it. There's financially what is a good decision and then capacity and maturity and yeah. emotionally and yeah. having things like a mortgage and debt and those yeah. kind of things behind you. Sometimes for us it might be a bit scary too to go, Correct. what happens if I you know, lose my job or yeah. I have an issue there? Should I jump in at this time without you know that much experience sure. and that kind of thing? But you would sure. say in your experience, what you, you would have just gone for it? 
Uh, no, that's that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, and I think there still needs to be wisdom. Yeah, great. Okay, and everyone's circumstances are different. Okay. Um, so I won't necessarily give that a blanket answer. Okay. But at the end of the day, time often proves your decisions by moving earlier on investment has been mm, a good thing. Yeah. And when you look at dramas that have occurred, you know, the GFC, which For half sure. these listeners were probably in school. Yeah, that's during, right. Okay. Totally. You know, and everyone was freaking out. You know, people that still purchased around that time, mm. they're doing okay now. Yeah, well. Okay, it's yeah. not really a case of um, bad time, good time. And yes. I think something else to probably keep in perspective, which is also hard when you're young, um, having a longer-term view of what you're trying to achieve. Mm. It's a, that's a tough call, okay? okay? But whether that be in property or investing or whatever it might be, mm. getting rid of that short-term mentality – is a good thing. Looking more Love long term, um, you look at some of the most wealthy people in the world, you know, the, the Warren Buffetts and that type of thing. Mm. It's all about long term strategies. Mm. And uh, and I think the short term people go, oh, this is a great investment. Let's do this. Yeah. It goes bad, you get your money out. Okay. Yeah. And it, whereas the one that says, okay, I'm just going to leave it and then hang in there, they end up winning. Okay. Sometimes yeah. the long term strategy, and it's the same with property. I think if you're buying property too, unless you're one of those amazingly talented people that can fix a home up and then sell it for a mozza more, which I cannot do. <laughs> I will devalue the property after purchase based on the way I look yeah, after it. I'm sure. It. I'm okay. sure. And yeah. with three kids, I think they destroy half it. I've got scratches on doors from the totally. dog. You know, I just think yeah. it's not it's not my cup of tea. Okay. So we buy. Yeah. We've been in the same home now for at least 13 years yeah. and, and I'm not planning on moving it. So that's not yeah. my cup of tea. It's long Great. term. So unless you're that special person that says, mm. I can actually make this home value it up mm. and give it the flick. I think unless you're that type of person, which most of us are not, by the way, yep. looking at property as a long-term strategy is a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay? Because then you can weather the storm. Things mm. go up, things go down, that sort of thing. Yeah, I love that. You know, And moving um, into that step in life, I think um, we should take it as a – it's a big moment. Yeah, It's a great moment in life, but we should take that with – Caution, yes, with lots of thought, yeah, absolutely. Know. And I don't think I don't think many young adults do these days. I feel like it's something that, with a, I think, and I don't know if you think this, but we do hear a lot that it's unattainable. Yeah, you know, they say that for young adults. It is that a it's, perception. It's yeah. a perception out that you know it's it's not going to happen for you. Now maybe that's coming from a Sydney market or a, a Melbourne market in some of those key areas you find young adults want to be in metropolitan spaces Correct. and Correct. they want to live close to the ocean they want yeah. these kinds of things yeah. and so if they're only looking through that lens yeah correct of course it's going to look like it's unattainable yeah. but when you really look into it it's not unattainable for a lot of young adults who are Correct. at a certain maybe they're working full time maybe they're just casually going on doing a trip here or there yep. you know doing yep. a couple of things it, it's something that you know a lot of young adults if you're smart with you actually probably are nearly ready to be able to step in correct and i do think we should try and change the perception there yeah that it's not something that you might not be able to you know like you said yes it's a goal but it's not unattainable correct and if you just have a bit of wisdom you know like you said play the long game I think it's something that a lot of us might see ourselves stepping into earlier than we thought. Yeah. But be deliberate now. Yeah. Be intentional now, you know. I actually had a real estate agent say to me just recently, if tenants who are renting mm. knew that it's actually cheaper to buy at the moment, mm. they'd do anything they can to try and get in the market. Yeah. 
it's actually cheaper to buy at the moment than it is to rent. Yeah, it is. In many respects. Now, of course, there's certain hurdles attached to that. Mm. But if they were aware, half of them would be going, oh, let's make this happen. How quick can we do this? (laughs) And uh, I thought that was interesting coming from a real estate agent's perspective who's got a rental book. He wants to keep his rentals capacity there. Um, So I thought it was an interesting comment that he made. He may not know you've gone on a podcast to tell hundreds of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly what he said. And I I do agree with him at the moment. And, and again, like you did indicate just a moment ago, when you hear media – you know, you've got such large portions of the population in Australia, mm. in Sydney, Melbourne, you know, the inner city, Brisbane, you know, large. And so, of course, the media focuses on majorities. For sure. But if you start to move outside those demographics, which is where a lot of people are, mm. all of a sudden it's a different story. Mm. So, yeah, don't listen to the media necessarily on unattainable because I actually think it's probably never been easier. Yeah. Um, and with, with COVID, some of the stimulus and things that's happening. That's right. Um, at the moment I'm going, wow, this is a great opportunity mm. for, for ones that want to get their foot in the market. There's actually opportunity right now. Wow. Still some steps to be done. For there sure. may be the goals still need to be achieved. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's my thoughts at the moment. Yeah, and a bit of wisdom like you said, but, you know, not, not holding back. Yeah. Jump in. Yeah. Okay, so, Matt, I want to hear some wisdom. Anything you've got to the community we've got out here, is there anything that – you know, you could just drop on us that you think someone young, All 18 right. through to 40, whatever it is, give us a little bit of wisdom. All right, a couple of things. Okay. The first one, now this is, again, I'm talking whether it be investing or buying a home. Okay, okay? yeah, great. Starting small is better than not starting at all. Mm. You've got to do something. Awesome. Um, when it comes to investing, um, there's plenty of opportunity out there to start small with investing. Mm. And uh, when it comes to property, I think getting rid of that keeping up with the Joneses mentality, even when I did my very first home with my wife, um, it was an entry-level property at the time, but it was still like a four-bedroom yeah, wow. double bath okay. property. It was three-bedroom study, double, yep. you know. Yep. And it was, a, it was a bill. It was when the government had the 14 grant and, of course, back then we could do it for all of 170 grand. Yeah, wow. Okay? Now, that was entry-level at the time for new. Mm. Um but I actually was in that home and realised that, wow, I had three siblings and this home is now bigger than what I grew up in for half my life. Wow. And so all of a sudden I started to realise how expectations change over time mm. to what we consider as to be normal. Mm. So sometimes starting small is not a bad thing. Mm. Starting small where your commitments are lower gives you more choices in life. Wow. And I think there's something said for that smaller mentality, mm. starting out, getting into it and starting without thinking as, oh, this we want to do our dream home. That's right. And by the way, you get your dream home, you'll think of something better. That's right. It's just human it's no nature. no such thing. It's no such thing. Yeah. So starting small I think is better than not starting at all and I do apply that to both homes and investing. I think it's a, it's a good mm. mentality to have. Yeah. I love that. That's so – That's I think – important for us to know like again i keep referring back to young adults yeah, yeah to know that yes we want the best thing yeah i know but be okay with not getting it straight away yeah i love that i was That's chatting great. to a bunch of grade sevens not long ago <laughs> and i did end up using the scripture when paul says about contentment that's right you know whether you've got plenty or not yep. it's learning to be content in whatever and, season uh, and and i think the real cure to contentment uh, sorry, cure to comparison is contentment. Mm. Just to be content with what you got. That's right. Um, Run your so own real, race. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. And I guess uh, if I was to also 
something else I've also observed over the years is everything is not as it seems. Okay. Everything is not as it seems. Okay. So I've dealt with um, people on extremely high incomes mm. and all demographics. Mm. And you know what? What I've found over the many years is I've dealt with people um, and they could be on equivalent to doctors and specialist incomes, hundreds of thousands of dollars. For sure. They're not necessarily happy and sometimes they've got a huge amount of debt for whatever they're actually displaying. For sure. And then I've got the ones on the other end of the spectrum and I've got a, a guy in particular I'm thinking of. He literally works and no, there's nothing wrong with this by the way, for but sure. he just yeah. works at like a, a hardware store okay. in a warehouse environment. Mm. He's got four kids. Yeah. And, you know, he got himself into the market and he's got so little debt but it's an entry-level stuff and I tell you what, they are content. Yeah, wow. And then I looked at the guy that's got everything and I'm yeah. going, wow, it looks like – and then I realised, oh, hang on, if he sold that car now, he actually would have nothing to show for it. For sure. Wow. You know, and it's just all of a sudden you start to realise, okay, what you see is not necessarily what is what in is, reality. That's right. Um, and, uh, and that's been a real – Good lesson for me to share mm. young to young people and my yeah. kids. Yeah. You know, who cares if they drive that? Yes, we could get that car. Yes, that's right. But at what cost? Totally. I'd rather have this car yeah. and actually not, not owe anyone for it. And you're free. And I'm free. I've got more choices in life. That's right. We can do more with our finances. So, yes, it's funny. It's And, and honestly, sometimes those big incomes mm. are not an indication of wealth wow. at all. Wow, okay. Um, in fact, statistically, now I'm digressing a little yes, here, statistically, right. yeah. you'll find that uh, a large portion of people that become millionaires eventually mm. do not actually have big incomes. Wow. I'm talking teachers and that that's type right. of level. Yeah. And, uh, but it's all about the, the, the longevity, the, long, the focus. That's right. Um, the big wow. incomes, they often come and go. Yes. And uh, they're trying more to keep impulsive. Up the, they're trying to keep up, up the lifestyle. Correct. Keep up with Correct. the Joneses. They're That's trying right. to look a certain way. Yeah. They're trying to be seen as something. Yeah. And yeah. wow, that's so true. Yeah. Huge. Whereas I want to be like the guy that actually rocks up in his second-hand Camry. Yeah. And then you go through his asset position and realize this guy's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Come on. Hang on. I want to be more like that guy. <laughs> but of course, that's not what we see. And unfortunately, yes. it's also our culture yes. and the way the market thinks. So yes. honestly, when you see people in that position, and by the way, there is some that yeah, actually do sure. really well and they yeah. display it. Yeah. But it's amazing how many people are struggling in that mm. place, but they have the picture of affluence. Mm. It's not always as it seems. It's not always, you know, like you may look and see that they may be something. Correct. But maybe in their actual joy, where they're actually are mentally, where they're actually spiritually, where they yeah. are in everything in relationships. Yep. It may look great from the outside, yeah. but it may not be that healthy on the inside. That's right. And it's you not know, that contentment. To have freedom to, you know, like you said, that person could go and just drop everything and take his family around yeah. Australia and be happy yes. and content. Yeah. The other person's got to keep going hard to try and keep the bubble going. That's right. Keep it keep it still alive. Wow, yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, we've talked for a while now, Matt. Any last thoughts, anything you want to share, anything you feel like young adults need to hear? I think I've talked enough. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share and I, I hope you um, acknowledge that this is also very limited For sure. in the sense that there's circumstances that would be varying to some of the information I've given. Yeah. Um, but I hope that it has been beneficial in some way. So if there's a young adult right now who thinks, okay, I think I want to look into this, do they go and just give a mortgage broker a call? 
yeah, contact a recommended mortgage broker. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Ask the question, what do I need to do? How do, how soon can I get into property? What's the goals I need to achieve? Right. And uh, most mortgage brokers that I know mm. will happily spend half an hour yep. giving you a bit of guidance in yep. knowing full well that they're not going to earn a cent off you, even if it took you a year. For sure. They're okay with that. If they can give you carrots and give you information, you mm. go, okay, I can, I can work at that. Love that. Um, highly recommend doing that. Yeah. Jump in. Ask the question now. Don't hesitate. Find someone. Yeah. Ask them, even if you're not in that position yet, now you're going to know, have a bit of information like we talked about, bit of knowledge behind it yep. and you can start the journey towards it. Yeah, I love that, Matt. I love the conversation. I think um, if you have any more, any questions that you want to hear, things from Matt, I think we're going to have you on again for sure. I think I've loved this. But um, young adults, originals, anyone in the community, if you have any more questions, um, we can throw them to Matt down sure. the track for our next one. All right. um, but we also want to hear your feedback. Um, I've loved it, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. It's been awesome. All right, guys. We love you. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about our community, check us out on Instagram at HWY Originals. We'll see you next week.